Welcome to Open Mind UFO Radio. This is your host, Alejandro Rojas, and I am here with my good friend, Mr. Douglas Smythe of Phoenix Shaving. What's up, folks? It's good to be here. If you aren't aware, although probably those of you who are watching are aware since you're YouTubers and such, uh, Doug and I do a Thursday show called What is Doug Reading? Because he's always reading some weirdo crap. And we like to talk about it, and it's a lot of fun. It's true. All of this is true. <laughs> Guilty. But it's really interesting stuff. So, like, we talked about uh, The Morning of Magicians. Is that what it was called uh, yesterday? It's uh, this uh, book written in 1964 that started 60, a lot 1960. Of, 1960. That started a lot of the conspiracy theories and ancient alien kind of lore. Yeah. Actually, before Eric uh, Von Daniken was even thinking about ancient aliens, it was in this book. Mm-hmm. See, people like weirdo crap. Eric just said weirdo crap. Now Eric knows. Eric, (laughs) I know all you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I like weirdo crap. That's cool. That's why we started the show so we could talk about it. But it's It's, such it's interesting. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, breaks up the monotony of everyday life. Exactly. So, um, which of course this topic UFOs do as well. So let's get into some UFO stuff. So first of all, welcome all of you who are joining uh, live. Uh, Cartola from Canada is saying the world is weird. That's a good point. Uh, Jock is here. Renee is here. Uh, Eric uh, is here. A lot of our usual suspects oh. like to harass, harass us and Dirk is here too. You know, Renee brings up Miley Cyrus in the UFO uh, visitation oh, she had. So that's, I did hear about that this week. So before the show, Alejandro was asking if I knew of any, you know, UFO stuff that happened or transpired this week. And I couldn't think of anything, but I did see that in passing. What did you see? That she had, she was being followed or stalked by a U. I could be getting this wrong. I don't think I am though. I think she was being followed by a UFO and they had some type of connection. And that's really all I got to. It wasn't just a sound bite, you know? I'm yeah, sorry. I just looked for okay, a second. Uh, she said something about how she was stoned and she <laughs> saw a UFO. And uh, yeah, I didn't read a whole lot about it. But yeah, she had a sighting. I guess Kim Kardashian shared she had two sightings. I know I've written about one of her sightings in the past. Uh, so, And I think one of her sisters said she didn't believe her, something like that. Uh, so yeah, there was some celebrity UFO stuff in the news. That's for sure. It's, you know, and it's... It's trendy, I guess. So who's to say what's really going on? But the Miley thing, I'd like to know a little bit more. She, so I thought she gave up smoking pot. Wasn't that her thing? Like I don't know. Well, maybe this now. was back when she was. Okay. Yeah, again, I don't know much about it. I'd love to learn more. Actually, I'd, All I right. Really so uh, welcome, Dieterich from uh, Amsterdam. I did catch that. We got oh, Louise we again go. from uh, the Unidentified Celebrity Review. Osvaldo. Welcome, guys. Oh, uh, Louise has this story. She, 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 he says she bought weed wax off a guy in a van and then she looked 
an alien in the eye. When you're Miley Cyrus, do you need to have a drug dealer? Now that marijuana is legal in most places nowadays, is there ever a guy in a van anymore? I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I guess so. I, there'll always be the guy in the van, I think. <laughs> That's true. In a Walmart parking lot, she got it. He's saying, oh, my God. She said it looked like a yellow snowplow. Luckily, our uh, our listeners here are well-versed on the case, and they're letting us in on all the details. So Yes. yes. Cool. So otherwise, in other news, I've been doing uh, – I've had two interviews this last week with uh, James Fox, uh, the guy who did the documentary filmmaker, uh, The Phenomena, of course, a a friend of mine for a long time. I did one for the Rojas report that will go into lockdown. So that's going to go into the archives today. Uh, just so you know, and cause what I'm doing with these live shows is for the Rojas reports is they're free for a few days and to join us live, but then they go into archives and you can subscribe right here on YouTube. You'll see a join button where you could subscribe and get to all those just for a few bucks. And that really helps me out. You could subscribe at two levels. Um, subscribe both levels you get the same thing it's just if you get the higher level uh it means you're cooler and you're just helping me out more thank you very much you can also <laughs> subscribe on uh patreon and uh, you get the videos full access to the videos and, and audio versions that i post on patreon um depending on the level that you join there so check that out but i also did an interview with uh James Fox right now. I just got done doing one for Den of Den of Geek. Oh, by the way, I do have an article up and I should talk about this because this is really cool uh, on the Den of Geek. In fact, I'm going to check right now as we're talking if my other one is up yet because I have two Den of Geek articles I wrote. One of them, which is really cool uh, that I want to talk about. I'm going to bring it up on the screen too. Do doodle share that screen. Sharing the screen. That's my share screen. Screen sharing. So yeah, check this one out. The right stuff companion documentary from Nat Geo to feature unseen space program footage. So I don't know if you've seen this, Doug, but no. um, there is a right stuff uh, TV show on oh. um, on Disney Plus. And you remember what the right stuff is? Uh, that was a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, a movie based on a book uh, that was about essentially the Mercury 7 astronauts. Right, right. Of which Gordon Cooper, who we're going to talk about him again right. too, but Gordon Cooper is one of those. And so it this is a series going on on Disney+. Plus. But when they show the last episode in a couple of weeks here – there's, they're also going to show this documentary called The Real Right Stuff. And oh. uh, I've interviewed the um, uh, the guy before, and he really liked this. I said, The Real Right Stuff gives the right stuff the Jennings treatment. Award-winning filmmaker Tom Jennings has a history of divvying, digging up rare footage to put together narrator-less documentaries. So I've interviewed... Uh, Jennings before, and he likes how I use this phrase, the Jenning, Jenning treatment, because he does what's really cool is what he does is he goes into the archive of all the media that was done in the past and then puts it together. And there's no narrator, he just uses the media stories to tell the story. Oh, that's and it's incredible! It's really cool. That's so, it's pr probably more objective that way. 
Yeah, it's kind of more to an extent. I mean, you're still picking the content, but I mean, but I guess, but it's, it's tell itself. It puts the uh, event in historical context because you get to see the perspective of the media at that time. And yes, true crime's been doing that lately too. True crime shows. Oh yeah, they do that yeah. a lot. Yeah, which is really cool because you get a real feeling for what it was like, you know, to be there yeah. when this stuff was happening and to experience it, which is right. Really cool. Right. So that's an article I've got up there. And um, let's see, you guys can all check this with me. No, my newest article isn't here. So keep an eye out here. I wrote an, another article on uh, uh, this new TV show, uh, another Disney Plus show that's done by National Geographic. Both of these are produced by National Geographic. This one's called Disney's Magic Animal Kingdom. And it's essentially the zoo's. Uh, there's a zoo at Animal Kingdom in, in Epcot, and it's amazing. And this really? is a show kind of behind the show Animal Zoo Place uh, show. And so it's really cool. You get to see them interacting with the animals and everything. It's a great show, and I wrote an article about it. Uh, so really cool stuff. So someone's saying, uh, yeah, that they've seen someone, some debunker was saying Gordon Cooper made up sensational BS in the later years. Uh, well, here's, we'll get into Gordon Cooper, actually. So I'll address that. Uh, I disagree with that because Gordon Cooper, what they're referring to in particular is Gordon Cooper had two UFO sightings. Right. Yeah, um, I know about that. 1951, he had a sighting where he was with his squadron of jet fighters in Germany and uh, they saw a, another squadron, a group of objects fly by. They chased them. They couldn't catch them. Um, and these things had some weird maneuvers. And then right. in 1957, he was at Edward Air Force Base. He says that, you know, he was in charge of a crew that was filming like a rocket or something, some experiment. Uh, but on this dry lake bed, this large a uh, craft that looked like, you know, your typical UFO saucer uh, allegedly landed and then took off and they filmed. Right. Um, right. Cooper looked at the film, saw that, you know, it was what they said, called the air force. They sent a courier who collected the film and he never saw it again and wasn't able yeah. to retrieve it. And we'll talk more about that in a second. So, uh, although there were, um, claims that he had said he had a sighting when he was, uh, on a Mercury mission when he was in space, he said, that's not true. He never did. So it was just those first two, not the Mercury ones that were okay. true. So we'll get into that. He's a legend. I mean, he, he really is a superstar. I mean, yeah, when he was spinning out of control. He's doing mathematics, really quick, trying to, you know, adjust his pattern and flight pattern. I mean, like it just very special astronaut, that guy. So, yeah. I and I read that um, he was the inspiration for the right stuff. Like it was his story because I guess he was the youngest of the Mercury Seven, and uh, that he was the inspiration for the author. Was it seven or five? It was seven. Okay, okay. I get I'm confused. Ah, Doug, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi guys, <laughs> I'm, Hi. I've seen all these comments. I'm, I'm I should be. Thank you for the hat comment or uh, compliment. We yeah, this folks. is a new we guy try. that is uh, somebody who's been joining our, our videos lately. Bats are people too. Um, he was in our recent, so this is another thing I did the Scientific Coalition for UAP Research. 
of course, is an organization I work with, and I and we had a uh, presentation by Dr. Michael Masters that we posted earlier this week too on Wednesday, and uh, his thing. Uh, do yep. you know about him, Doug? The physicist? Uh, no. Michael Masters. Name sounds familiar. Jog my memory. <laughs> he is like an anthropological biologist, something like that. Uh, but essentially, he wrote this book about identified flying objects, about how he believes the science shows, the science fits that what people are seeing. Uh, is us from the future. Is us from the future. Yeah, yes, I do know. Yeah. And he's got some great science and stuff to back it up. It's not like well, he's yeah. just pulling this out of nowhere. So well, actually, really interesting I, I, presentation. I feel like this has been talked about for some time now. I think he's probably just putting it together and, and giving it no. some more legs to stand on. Oh, no? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's been kind of theorized here Speculated. and Speculated, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He had, what he's really done is put together a lot of original stuff, I guess, is what I oh, mean. I'm sure. He okay. uh, uh, has really examined each aspect of the science from right. – the evolution um, yeah. side, which is his specialty. Filled in the blank, so to speak. Technology. So, yeah, you'd have to watch it. It's really good. Oh, I would, yeah, um, I will. Uh, so, yeah, really cool stuff. So that's kind of what we did, too. So bats are people, too, we saw there. So See, Jock's got my back. Yeah. We're on the same. Me and Jock got this. You and who? Jock. Jock. Yeah. yeah. No, you haven't, Jock. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> just kidding. Dirk said he thought he had some great points. I think he has a lot of great points. And, you know, um, who knows? I mean, I think that's as fair a theory as any because we don't know for sure when it comes to any potential. Any, no, it's know. true. Mm -hmm. okay. So uh, here's what I'm really excited about and I've been working on for a while. And I'm going to screenshot this. And um, there's some kind of newer news in there i'm not going to screenshot i'm going to share it so you know i've been doing so much i've been trying to get to articles because I, I love writing articles and they articles typically for me of what usually get a lot of attention um, my articles often get you know some attention from other mainstream media and i think this is something that we um Nope, somebody's mentioning you might see the doggy in the kitchen. Yep, watch pumpkin. this space here for our little pumpkin dog. But <laughs> um, is this so? How U.S. intelligence community insiders got the Senate a, a Senate's attention regarding UFOs when they couldn't get credible data regarding UFOs in front of the Secretary of Defense? Two intelligence insiders hatched a plan to get the world to pay attention and succeeded. Um, I think this is really good stuff. This is uh, the heart of the story. One of the things, uh, of course, I talk about the Gordon Cooper thing. There he is. Yep. And I'll, I'll mention that. But one of the things here, this Vice article is an important part of it. And I don't know if we can see it. Let me uh, share the Vice article. This is written by our good buddy, MJ Benayas. So there you go. You can see. Uh, get out of here, dude. Farmer's insurance. Okay, now I'm going to go off. Now they're going to make me do my farmer's insurance tangent. Do it. Going off on a tangent. <laughs> so 
This is what really makes me mad with farmers insurance. Oh, you really are going there. (laughs) I have these commercials. They keep saying we've been there, done that. And then they highlight these goofy cases. They haven't done. They're BSing us. You know, no doubt that's true. They have been around for a long time. So they probably have ran across some really interesting cases. Well, share those real stories with us. Not this crap that these dogs did this ballerina dance in the water or any of this other crap that obviously never happened. Because that makes me think, okay, you're gaslighting us. You're lying to us. Oh, yeah. That you have experience. It's like when people say you can't make this. You, you can't make this stuff up. When people say that, I'm like, yes, I can. That, that, <laughs> I, as a creative, I find that insulting when you say you can't make this stuff up. The best fiction is made up. What yeah. are you talking about? You can't make this stuff up. I can make up some wild crap. So don't tell yeah. me I can't make this I stuff up. I feel way out there. And farmers, I've always, what, what, what is up with the name? Is Were they originally insurers for farmers? Probably. Probably. I mean, I'm just going to, I mean, Occam's razor. <laughs> Go on. But I hate that. I, it really makes me mad. I like the, it's, Nice to be comedic, but don't tell us, oh, you know, we know because we've done that and then give us these BS, shove us these BS cases. Yeah. Yeah. I hear anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you got that on your chest. You'll sleep better buddy, tonight. Yeah. Our good buddy, MJ Benayas, uh, has another story. Ex-Intel official says he was the source for the Pentagon UFO videos. And I like this because especially – Maybe we could even show the video. Should I try to show the yeah, video? Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I shared. Here, let me share it from. I got to make sure it's sure. the right video. Everyone's making news, posting the wrong videos these days. Just make sure it's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here it is. I'll show it right here. Because now I got it fixed. So now people can hear oh, it. Yeah. Here's the video. Do it. I knew this was breaking news for the front page of the New York Times. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, Christopher Mellon, managed to obtain the tapes from the Pentagon and chose the New York Times to break the story. I received the videos, the now famous videos, in the Pentagon parking lot from a Defense Department official. I still have the originals in the packaging. This is a case where somebody bent the rules a little bit and they did so uh, for the larger good, and we're absolutely all better off because of it. Bomb. Phenomena. Yeah, this is from Phenomena. <laughs> I yeah, keep forgetting to do that with James Fox. I'll do that next time. But my point is, yeah, this was what MJ wrote his story about, and it's a great piece of information. And what I like about it is that, um, you know, people keep kind of nitpicking, well, did they break a rule here? Did they break a rule there? Um, and Chris is saying, yeah, we bent some rules. Deal with it. Um, yeah. And I think that's been a, a major point, and I love that he's coming out and saying this because he's saying – that sure, in order to accomplish our goal, we had to bend some rules. We felt it was important enough to do that, deal with it. And what's interesting is a lot of the people harping about them bending rules are UFO people. So it's kind of like, come on, do you want this stuff out or not? And if we do, then we want these champions to be able to go out there and 
you know, do what it takes that they can do to get information out, which is what they've done. Why would the UFO community be upset with that? I don't know. I don't understand the friggin' UFO. Unless they're getting political. I, do not, I don't understand that at all. I mean, I can see it as setting up a precedent that we might not want in regards to other things. But uh, but if you're, if you're waiting for this news, <laughs> this moment of disclosure, I can't see them having a problem with it or why they would. Exactly. Exactly. So this was one of the revelations that came out of uh, the documentary, The Phenomena, of course, by uh, James Fox. And uh, what was great is there was another revelation that came out. I've been wanting to write this story about, you know, and Chris Mellon, I talked to him quite a bit about it in my last interview with him about how really this was all a part of a plan. And uh, it explains a lot of why to the stars has done what they've done, why they've been doing. So for instance, um, a lot of people when to the stars started out was like, where's the research. I thought they were going to come out, start investigating cases, start investigating these metals. Let us all know about all of that. And, you know, we're like, uh, what's going on. Um, but here's what they're, and that's what I've outlined here is they had a plan. They had a plan to, uh, get this information and get the military to admit that uh, the they are taking UFOs seriously, which went then allow Chris Mullen to talk to his buddies at the Senate Intelligence Committee and say, "Hey, here's the data that you has been been kept from you that you can now see." What do you think of it? I think it's important. I think you guys should take this seriously. And senators such as Marco Rubio, uh, Warner. Um, said, yeah, this is important. We want to know more about it. And uh, so he would, you know, ultimately uh, it was a struggle that Elizondo had where Elizondo saying, this is important. We need to get this up the ladder. But the office of the secretary of defense was saying, "Uh, nah. And then the way that Mellon puts it is really funny. He says, uh, essentially, they didn't want this information they didn't want the Secretary of Defense to even be briefed on this topic because they were afraid it was taint his ster- sterling reputation. Right. And so it speaks to the taboo side of things. They were so, you know, oh, UFOs, no. But yeah. then, of course, once they – so they had to decide what to do. They did this end run by essentially kind of becoming whistleblower light type thing, Elizondo leaving, then them bringing this stuff to the public. Um, so to make all of this happen, bats are people says too says it's all a huge, big, colossal psyop. I think that's a really ridiculous thing to say <laughs> because, uh, you have no evidence. I don't think you have any evidence to, to support that. And the thing is, especially if you read my story, there are a lot of desperate, um, people, organizations, motives, agendas going on here. And these people in particular, not necessarily uh, Chris Mellon, well, somewhat Chris Mellon, but uh, especially Lou Elizondo, or or I guess Bigelow, as I should say, these are people we've known for a long time. These are, in some cases, people I've known for a long time, but people we've been reporting about for decades. And for decades, they've been trying to get information out. And luckily, Chris Mellon was the right guy. Uh, coupled with Elizondo and the information he had, they were able to accomplish something. So what you see here is not a big psyop. What you see here 
is, you know, these people who are interested in this topic, getting information out. Now, however, are however, to, I, uh, to uh, stay on that conspiratorial theme, however, Jock of Ages earliest mentions disinfo agents. Jock and I think he, ages. anyways, uh, I think he, uh, I go into headbanging whenever I hear Def Leppard, I just start. But uh, <laughs> I can't control this, folks. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But um, disinfo agents, I think he mentioned that when we were talking about why some UFO uf ufologists are, are upset at the whistleblowing or them bending rules. And I think that's interesting, calling them possible disinfo agents or agent provocateurs, or maybe they've been the, the UFO, ufology in itself has maybe been infiltrated by disinformation agents. I thought that was cool. Ooh, bats of pe our people too says jock itch of ages. Oh, and he's saying just kidding, just kidding. Jock's fired. That was Jock's fired. <laughs> I gotta say that was cute though. Jock and I dislike and Reddit then, too. Whoever said that, I'm just want to put that out there. Luis uh, of the unidentified celebrity review says, "Why has Bigelow not shared any findings?" Well, that's not true actually, uh, and. It gets into the research. Look, I've been around for a long time. I've been looking into the details. You've got to research. And, and this is the problem with U UFO uh, field to be, in any field is it's easy to make claims left and right. Um, but to substantiate your claims is something different. You have to do the research to figure out really what's going on. So first, addressing uh, the disinfo. Well, like I just said, if you look into the backgrounds of these people, uh, if you really look into, like I do on a regular basis, mm -hmm. do a deep dive, I don't see any type of disinfo going on here. I see people trying to get information out, um, and they have. And sure. how, do, how is it substantiated? Look at the Nimitz case. That's essentially been their baby. That Nimitz case with those videos was their football. That was their media package that they were using to get the military to admit that they look into UFOs. Once they got the military to admit that, that justifies then the Senate saying, hey, you haven't told us about this. Um, now that we've been briefed on some information, especially regarding the Nimitz case by all of these pilots and stuff. And they were also, uh, you know, talked to yeah. Roosevelt once. Then they were like, that's. You know, we want more information about it. So that's how this all came about. It's not like they were pushing any story on anyone, what they were trying to do. And if you read the quotes that I have from Chris Mellon, you see that what they're trying to do is get movement, get them to do something, get this topic to be taken seriously because it is taken seriously in the military and it's something that should be taken seriously. That's what they were trying to do. Right. I so, was talking about the just the creating like uh, disarray within the UFOlogy community by having yeah some well with the others. I think, I think the DOD's done that with this case. The DOD, um, you know, intentionally denied, or just it just I don't it happens. It's hard to say. I think yeah. intentionally, but I can't say for sure. Disinformation uh, it was, is strong. It was either um, intentional or it was. Um, by ignorance. And I don't think they were as ignorant as they would have been. So for instance, um, the DOD has continued to go back and forth saying Lou Elizondo wasn't even part of a tip, let alone running it. Right. Um, it's a ridiculous statement because if you ask people like Harry Reed who created a tip or the engineers that were working on it, 
or people like Chris Mellon or David Fravor, uh, the jet fighter pilot who chased the object with the Nimitz case. They worked with Elizondo while he was on the inside uh, working for ATIP. So we have a number of firsthand witnesses, very credible ones, um, who can support that. Yet, the DOD is saying he isn't, no, but they're saying they haven't talk to any of those people who can confirm it. Right. Why? They've said it's because we have to talk to people inside of government. That right. is an absolutely ridiculous answer. And I'll tell you what, um, I am awaiting a document that if I get it, I know it exists and I've gotten, I've asked for it on FOIA and they haven't given it to me and it's been a long time. I'll be able to prove that they did make inquiries from people inside of the military who could have confirmed it, but they're not, they're playing games with us. Why are they doing that? I don't know. Um, my guess is to get back at Elizondo cause he's, uh, you know, he didn't end run. They said, don't escalate it. He said, fine, I'm going to quit and I'm going to escalate it right. anyway. So I'm not saying there might be psyops or disinformation or other things going on, but, um, you know, it's not the Elizondo, uh, Mellon that are doing that. Um, the other question was Bigelow. Why has Bigelow released findings? He has. And this is what's really sad. It's just like with Elizondo. The UFO community ripped Elizondo apart. I mean, it was kind of a 50-50. 50% were like, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, the other 50% like, oh, this guy's full of it. He's government. Maybe even more than 50%. Maybe 75%. Right. And just, so just – <clears throat> And it had such a major effect on him. And it did to Bigelow, too, because Bigelow was, oh, Bigelow's working with the government, all this crap. Um, but Bigelow did release, when he had the National Institute of Discovery Sciences, they were releasing papers on a regular basis. Now you can't find those papers. So if you're into getting into this topic, uh, more recently, you will see that, you you know, there are you won't be able to find that sort of stuff. But for a while, they were releasing stuff on a regular basis, but it didn't help. The UFO community um, was, I mean, if I were them, I might even feel myself that, uh, and I do, that the UFO community is, is over as a whole, um, more detrimental to this topic by far than it is helpful. Um, it's, it's only a small amount of people that really help. And so that's why, People in the mainstream or scientists don't shy away from working with those people because it's unfortunately all you're going to do is turn your wheels arguing with these people about ridiculous stuff that is so peripheral and so, uh, you know, not on point when right. really, you know, it's science these fiction. I want to focus on what they can get done. And if you read my article, you'll see, thank God they focused on executing their plan because they were very successful with it. Well, I'll have to read it then. I started reading it before the show, folks. I, I just didn't get as far as I wanted to because I was sent on a wild goose chase by Alejandro to read another article that he didn't even realize he posted. So uh, that's true. Yeah, that was my morning. Yeah, that was. Your and it was morning. a great article. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a second. And uh, let's see. Luis is saying, um, I'm not saying he's full of it. I just didn't see any big findings come out. According to the Skywalker Skywalker show, a lot of that research was never released and didn't share. Well, I don't know who Skywalker is, but Skywatcher. Um, is it Skywatch? Is that what we're talking? I about? don't know, but there was a lot of stuff that was released, and and um, I would say 
uh, it's just unfortunately not available. I've got it in my records somewhere, but um, I think oh, Skinwalker. Um, oh, oh, okay, yeah. That makes but sense. I would say too. I don't know. I I would definitely agree that I think Bob Bigelow. Now I don't know all of his experiences, but that he makes more of his evidence than. Um, so, for instance, when he says on sixty minutes, aliens are here. I know it. I don't know what justifies that statement that he's making because I don't feel that the um, NIDS findings um, and it doesn't seem like the would support that definitively. No, it's sensationalism. I don't think he's being sensational. I think he believes that. He's not a marketer at all. He's not got no reason to sensationalize. If anything, True. it would be wise for him not to sensationalize that perspective because it could ha hamper his relationship with NASA, which he's been trying to foster. Maybe I don't mean he was being sensational. I think it was it was allowed to play because of the sensational uh, element yeah. of it. You know, sometimes people are used don't even be, realize they're being used as tools of sensationalism. You know, it's like stick them there. Stick them there. Yeah, I think Gas Masks is saying everyone's to the point of assuming everything's a money grab. Um, and that's a really good point. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I get that a lot. But um, in order to, which is kind of silly, because do you get that? I mean, do you get, why are you selling us these shaving products? You should be giving them to the world for free. Oh, yeah, I get that. It's People are, feel you like they're do? entitled more than ever this time. Oh, yeah, people, yes. Yeah, no. you have customers. I've spent uh, $150 with you. You can at least do this for me. And it's like, try that with Walmart or something. Like that. I've spent X amount of money. With, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you're going to a small artist and you're going to say that. It's, it's entitlement. So, yeah, no, I do I do get that more wow. and more these days. Oh, yeah, it happens. Anyone, anyone in the forum that has a small business knows what I'm talking about. People, mm -hmm. yeah, they have this uh, more than ever in this world have a bigger sense of entitlement. I don't know where that comes from, but it's, well, I have an idea or a few, but. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so shocking because it's like you know, do you do what you do for free? I mean, it, it's, it's an exchange. Yeah. It's a mutual exchange. I provide a service, you yeah. pay for that service because you want it. You know, it's not like you're doing me any favors. I mean, like we're we're both getting paid off here in some way, shape, or form. It's an exchange of energy. Russell says uh, it's called entrepreneurship. Great point. Exactly. Um, this bats our people too. Tweets a lot. It kind of fills the, the the chat room. But some of them are pretty funny. He just wrote, "Everyone needs money these days. They will do anything. What's next? Aliens on OnlyFans? That's hilarious. I like that. That's funny. Do you know what OnlyFans is? No, I have no idea. You don't. No. Oh my gosh, I could see it on your face. OnlyFans is huge, <laughs> and this is so weird. So OnlyFans, a lot of people are making money off of it, um, especially young women, because you can oh, go on there and, you know, say, you know, pay me money for this or this. First of all, they have to pay to subscribe. And then when they get in, they pay to do stuff. So people are going on and taking off their clothes, having sex. It's kind of like it's kind of sad, really. And uh, and people are making all this money. So everybody, you know, certain people are models and. And just regular people are just creating these old high school kids or whatever. Hopefully not high school kids and too young. Probably high school kids, but yeah, they're making these accounts and showing it off. Yeah, I, nothing shocks me anymore. 
I know. I'm so it's glad I'm not growing up now. I mean, granted, I am kind of growing up, but I mean, growing up as a, as a child in this day and age, it's like, it's a whole new world. It is. It's really weird. It's kind of like, you know, sending nudies and stuff. That's like normal. Yeah. Or That's texting, like, like checking your girlfriend's messages to make sure. I mean, like, it's just a whole nother level of jealousy, too. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, having her password to her Facebook page, stalking. I mean, it's just a whole other yeah. You know, that, that's going on. Back to the money thing, anything oh, yes. that is going to get major attention. No, no, you don't have to be quiet. You're funny. Uh, of people. But anyway, um, anything that is going to be a topic that gets uh, a lot of attention, um, like we want, many people want this topic to get, uh, there's going to be dollars associated with it. And there has mm -hmm. to be. I mean, you can't yeah. get to that level without that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, um, I think just people have to be careful. Spend your money but where you want. Cost, spend your money. It's often misinterpreted. It's like global warming. How like they're creating this conspiracy around so they can make money. Their people are making money off of it, but it doesn't yeah. mean that they're doing it intentionally. I mean, it's like it's just it's going to happen. You know, people are going to take advantage of a situation, or they need to stay open, so they're going to make money off it. But it doesn't mean they're doing it to make money off it. Just yeah. it's misconstrued. Yeah. And a lot of people can't do what they got to do without some dollars. Yes. Can't work for free. Where's the money come from otherwise? I think this microphone was free. I think this camera was free. This All was right. a gift. <laughs> <laughs> At least I wrote it off as what? Well. No, no. <laughs> so anyway, read this story. I think this is an, an important story. Um, it is, you know, I, I, it's how we got. From nothing to this, a request by this the Senate Intelligence Committee that the intelligence, military intelligence, coordinate their UAP research, make a report to share with the public, and that's pretty extraordinary. Um, so there. And how did they do it? These two hatching up. A crazy plan. These All two starts jokes. with the plan. All starts with the plan. And it's kind of amazing, too, because little did many of us know. Like, I go through the history of Leslie Kane writing her articles, Brian Bender uh, for New York Times, and, and with Ralph Blumenthal and others. And, of course, uh, Brian Bender with Politico writing a lot of stories. Brian Bender and I have talked about all of this quite a bit. And, uh, and he kind of laughs, too, that, oh, I guess, you know, maybe I was doing with unwittingly um, you know, helping Chris with his grand plan. Not that he regrets it at all because they're interesting stories that he got right. to share. But uh, yeah, Chris Mellon was the, the hidden hand. And I noticed in my interview, um, I know that uh, I think Lou feels a little more careful about what he's saying, but Chris takes a lot of pride in hatching this plan and that the plan worked. I That's the sense I get from my yeah. interview with him. And uh, so I think he really wanted to share this information. And I think he's going to like this article. He's out of town this week. I asked him a couple of questions for clarification. He said he can't get a hold of me. And I just point, posted the article anyway, because uh, I want to write some other stories that I'll uh, sure. that'll pertain to that stuff. But um, yeah, so really fun, really cool. Um, but the article, the wild goose chase, what article was that that you looked at? Oh, geez. 
A red herring, folks. A red herring I was sent on. Uh, I tweeted it. It was interesting. Yeah, it was, you know, it's funny because he thought he was sending me to a different article. He didn't even realize he tweeted this one. It's called The Physics of of Space War, How Orbital Dynamics Constrain Space-to-Space Engagements. Does that that refresh your memory at all? Well, no, I remember. Okay. Do you remember hitting send on uh, tweeting that? Here's the thing. So Adam Kehoe, who I have – had on the show before uh he has a background in information science and and uh information learning he's a guy with a phd smart dude i've had a couple interviews with him he wrote a new article this morning that i have not been able to get to and that tweet i thought was that article oh i see article but that was him tweeting uh a document that he references in the article. And so, um, but that's, what's interesting. Yeah. See, I really wish you read this because it, 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 I, I didn't do a huge dive into it, but I mean, from what I've read, it's, it's pretty awesome because it kind of explains away this misconception that we all have of what war or engagement would look like in space. You know, we've been digesting, uh, space battle since i don't know since the early 50s uh up until star wars and wherever it is nowadays and we so we imagine how it's going to look but what we're really doing is reimagining uh battles happening in space in sky in the sky you know with jets and whatnot it doesn't look the same in space or it couldn't look the same in space is what his argument is and it's not necessarily an argument it's just disabusing you of, the, of our misconceptions and um fighting in a bat in a vacuum is looks completely different than uh all these <laughs> aerial maneuvers and whatnot these wide aerial it just wouldn't happen like that it wouldn't look the same uh including the weaponry and he you know he talks talks upon talks about uh one of the programs earlier programs based on this because actually our military thought that it was going to look like that and you know they were slowly realizing that it wasn't but have you heard of the dinosaur dinosaur pro okay he touches on that really quickly uh i didn't really i just i took down a quick quick note that just says kind of (laughs) cheeky Dinosaur? Can I mean really? Uh, that I was know. the program. Yeah, do, someone do a deep dive on that program, though. I'd like to know more about it. Yeah, um, some nerdy scientist who came up with it. So. Dinosaur? Like really? That's like pseudo clever. Uh, I expect more out of you, folks. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was just really food for thought, um, especially you know, den of geek or geeks like ourselves or sci-fi fi- folks. That, like it, it wouldn't look how we has been portrayed in the movies and on TV. And uh, yeah, so I, I, more like uh, what was that movie with Sandra Bullock where you know she was an astronaut and everything went to hell, space station started breaking up, and but it wasn't explosions, I, yeah, it was like I think I too battering, and they were, yeah, they that was really cool because it was more realistic, yeah. And so I mean, are, it's not uh-huh. as sexy. People are debating a little bit about uh, Bob Bigelow. And uh, <laughs> Benjamin Phillips. It's always so controversial. It's interesting. Uh, we always Benjamin go back to Skinwalker. Phillip has a great point that no one would know about Skinwalker Ranch if it wasn't for Bigelow. True. Although, really, it's George Knapp because Bigelow didn't want to really bring attention to it, but George Knapp really wanted to share yeah, their true. findings and eventually. Although, so what? No one would know about Barnum and Bailey Circus if it wasn't for Barnum. I mean, what, do you, what's the, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I think his point is that, you know, oh. he's he's benefited. Um, Gask Mask says, uh, this is a good question. And this kind of, um, 
crafty. So he says, what's the percent of people trying to make money off it compared to the percent that are actually fighting for truth? I would say about those who make money. See, this is a good, you kind of got me there, Gas Mask, because uh, I would say at least 50% of the people trying to make money off of this are charlatans, are not looking for the of truth. Of course, yeah, yeah. At least 50% of the people um maybe more so that's that's kind of the problem with this field right now um there isn't that you know this niche that i have bringing credible ufo news and information is really small unfortunately most people gravitate towards the speculative sensational stuff as opposed to just trying to follow the more um credible information so And, and you can't blame you can't fault the people i mean they don't know I mean, especially when you put a lot of this stuff on the History Channel. I remember when they just played History on that channel. Middle America relies on that channel. I mean, it's like MTV. The only channel. playing music. This is why I love National Geographic, and I'm so happy I have a great relationship with them because that's mostly what I write about on Den of Geek is because they're like the only channel doing real science. Um, The rest are doing just, yeah, lots of crazy making crap up. Uh, Bats are people too. I hope he was joking that Skinwalker was all about money because nobody's made money off of Skinwalker. Uh, George Knapp may have made some money off of the book, but George Knapp, of course, is an amazing journalist who shared a lot of great information. And he'll admit he hasn't seen anything, right? I mean, like, yeah, last time I, I don't know if that's changed, but yeah, if you want to make money off it, you see things. (laughs) Yeah. Future money. That's a great band name. Yeah. So Benjamin says Bigelow invited Nap. They were friends for a long time. Uh, they were friends before um, Bigelow even bought the Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, and, uh, you know, KLAS there was writing uh, stories about that area. But this is kind of an interesting fact, too, is that um, Harry Reid yep. was also friends with Bigelow from way back when. And he like went to Ned's meetings and bass meetings. So he's been into paranormal stuff and has been, you know, uh, been keeping up to speed on all of Bigelow's efforts for many, many years. I still think that we need to spend the night at, in Skinwalker. We need to make this happen. I wouldn't be afraid to do that. Let's well, then put your money where your mouth is, man. That's well, we can go near there. Oh, and that's what some people have. Who told me that recently? Oh, it's Ben, my good buddy, Ben Hansen. He knows the area fairly well. Um, and yeah, because they say it's the whole valley that has phenomena. Right. And of right. course, they don't it like moves to around on the ranch. Although I could ask, I know Brandon Fugel now. We've, we've, that's talked, what I'm saying. And so what I could ask him. He may let the, me. In the peanut gallery, wouldn't you guys love to see us do the show live from Skinwalker Ranch in our jammies? Ooh. Yeah. That would be pretty epic. Why in our jammies? <laughs> did I say jammies? I yeah, <laughs> did. That's weird. No, I mean our Skinwalker gear. We'll have like t-shirts uh, and stuff like that. And have to like, what are you talking about making money off this? It's all like branded Skinwalker. Yeah, right. I stayed at Skinwalker and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. By the way, for the International UFO Congress, I did a panel with Travis Taylor, Dragon, and uh, Tom Whitmore uh, from the Skinwalker television show, and it was so 
good. It was awesome. I loved it. First of all, they all admitted that they've experienced oh, yeah. this hitchhiker Hitcher. phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. You were telling yeah. me that. I, I still find that very hard to believe. And that's why we need to stay there to see if this is true, if it's real. Yeah. If it's the real deal, Holyfield. Otherwise, I'm a little skeptical. And I know Travis, you know, you 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 trust him, but I mean, future money, man, future money, the long con. Just oh, Travis, the scientist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's got he's got like five PhDs. He works at Redstone. He's a literally a rocket scientist. Oh, I'm not. I'm just throwing some crumbs to to bat bats or people too. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> We were talking about future money, planting seeds now. Yeah, gas masses. We need to take some mushrooms. I don't think so. That's going to be legal soon, I think, from what I've what I understand. Well, yeah, I guess that they uh, they're trying to make uh, the funny mushrooms, magic mushrooms. I don't, I don't think that's a, a hot idea, but I mean, hey, you know, what? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's twenty twenty, so might as well. I mean, like let's let. Yeah, who knows. So I guess, yeah, that's the stuff going on this week. A lot of stuff related to um, Skinwalk or Amina, <laughs> the <laughs> Phenomena documentary and the, um, oh, Bats gave me. Thanks, Bats, but I'm not going to do anything inappropriate for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they're, um, I lost my train of thought. Well, you were talking about something else, but you called it Skinwalker. I'm telling you, man, it's it's calling to us. It is. It is calling to us. We have to do this. We got nothing right, else going on. Do it. <laughs> no, let's do it, and we'll film it. Yeah. Oh, it'll be okay. awesome. All right. We'll do it. And we'll see if Ben will come with us, because Ben's like the expert dude. Uh, yeah. Ben Hansen, my good buddy, because he, he knows some places to camp around there. Um, but certainly... We won't be able to be on property, but I'll ask. Maybe we will. Actually, please I do because I'm re I'm serious. Uh, I'll go. I mean, yeah. And then we I'm can looking at this as, as a form of pilgrimage. Paranormal pilgrimage is what this is. So mm -hmm. it needs to happen. So Benjamin Philip is also saying, oh, he works in the film industry, so he's talking about how you can't get good footage without having money. That's a great point because you know we've always got to upgrade our our gear to make sure that we're bringing across some, some good stuff and we've got good gear and the gear, for instance, to put on the international UFO Congress, people get mad at us for charging for the Congress. It costs so much money to put those things on. Well, and it's that like taxes. Gear that we have. When people complain about taxes, it's like, so you don't think you should pay any taxes? Like, where do you think this stuff comes from? Do you like public education? Probably not. Yeah. But, but I mean, do you want it to get better? It takes money. Uh, do you like the roads, like the roads, like police. Yeah. I mean, it's fire like department. Forget. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. But it's the same thing. Yeah. When it comes to running a small business or, or getting the word out there, like you're part of a movement. This thing, this takes money. So yeah. I, I hate it when they wave that in, you know, hold that over your head. Like you're doing something wrong or evil. This is, yeah. you know, this is what you need to get the, get the job done. I'm just sad. Trying truth. to get information out, man. Yeah, man. You're doing the best you can. You hang in there a little buddy. You're doing a good thing. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> Shut up. All right. I guess we've ran out of stuff to talk of about. Material. Now. <laughs> now we're just being goofballs, which is typically what it devolves into. But Sorry, it's always guys. fun. Yeah. We put the FU in fun. 
Yeah, so there you go. So uh, I'm really excited about, and you know what the benefit though uh, for the audience, the benefit for uh, keeping the to our niche, our special little niche, which is credible UFO information and news, is that we get to interact with the more um, credible people in this field. You know, that's why I get the Chris Mellon interviews, the Luis Elizondo oh, yeah. interviews, the. You know, that's why I get to talk to these types of people who, and, you know, these are the arenas where stuff is really happening, really important, yeah. incredible stuff. And yeah. uh, so that's what's really fun. Um, so that's what we do. So and we'll yeah. keep on keeping on. But please do read my article. I'm going to bring it up again. Yeah, just released, folks. He literally just dropped it right before we went live and then expected me to read it. Come on. <laughs> See, this is nice because it's me really big and my article. We can hear you, which is me, good enough. Me. <laughs> I'm I don't not see you. <laughs> it's okay. You're not missing much. There you go. Yeah. So well, please do read the article. What these guys accomplished is pretty incredible. Of course, I've been ranting and raving about Tom DeLong. He's a goofy guy, but uh, maybe a little bit. But uh, he, uh, he, what he's accomplished is, is notable. And uh, you got to give him credit. And then, of course, here's the whole team. Uh, you know what Elizondo and Mellon did behind the scenes? Genius. Mellon's a genius. Go Read the on, article I mean, and you'll see. Oh, okay. Okay. You're just, you're in a tease with that. I respect but that. But no, just, yeah, just how he came up with this plan. I mean, uh, how they could get, you know, and what's really important too, this is something that I discovered in my recent interview with Kevin Knuth, the physicist is that, that uh, when they got the Navy to admit that they investigate UFOs, that is what then allowed um, essentially Lou and especially Mellon, because these are people he worked with to go to the Senate and say, now it's been revealed that they're doing this. Right. Um, not necessarily I would say it was hidden. It was that who knows. I think it's just that the if you're a senator, why ask? I don't think they ever asked. But um, now that they're re revealed that they're doing this, the Senate can say, well, we want to know more about that because you assumed we didn't want to know, but we do want to know. We didn't know that there was so much information. We thought it was all goofball stuff. So right. it legitimized the topic of UFOs in um, – that arena politics. Uh, the other thing though, I, that I did not realize that Kevin Knuth, the physicist let me in on is that it also legitimized the scientific investigation of the topic because in science, you can't really study something unless it's a real thing. And right. with uh, the UFO topic being kind of relegated to the goofy side of things, you know, People do, but now that the Navy's saying, "Hey, we look into this," it justifies science to say, "Okay, well, we want to see what you're looking into. We want to know more about this. We want to verify or or debunk what you're doing." Um, so it does justify. So it takes uh, science to make science, is what you're saying, like which is yeah. kind of a catch twenty two almost. It's like saying it takes a car to get a job, but you need the job to get the car first. So I mean, like. You're exactly right. That's the exact point that Kevin was making. He is and has a graph and calls it, yeah, you oh, really? catch 22, this yeah. loop in that you've got a topic here 
that let's say UFOs, um, in order to study a topic, there has to be scientific research on a topic, but there is no science research. So you're caught in this catch 22. Yeah. Um, but now the loop is kind of broken by the Navy coming out and saying this. And so we're in a new world when it comes to all of this. And, yeah. uh, and it all comes down to though, and this is what I keep harping too, but Chris Mellon and others, James Fox keeps making this point. Everybody does is that, Right now is the perfect time to really get a hold of your politicians, get a hold of your senators, get a hold of those senators that are part of the intelligence uh, committee and say, hey, we are interested in this topic. We want to know more. We want to make sure you share results on unidentified. And that's, I think, a really important point because they may not make that a requirement going forward. And in order to get that, We've got to let them know that we want right. that. And hopefully then that will happen. Yeah. It'll be on the next ballot. It could very well be. Think so, huh? No, I don't. Well, that Not reminds me. <laughs> now that we have the second um, debate, which reminds me while I say this, now that we've had both debates happen and um, see, I, I had to mute Doug. Because I the debate last night, you know, I noticed that, that that was a good tactic that that way he's not able to disturb us while I explain this part <laughs> is that, you know, uh, some people were thinking, especially my buddy Bryce Zabel, who I had done an interview with not too long ago, that he thought that UFOs would come up in the debates. I was skeptical. And in fact, I watched the debate last night with Politico's Brian Bender. He came to the house and we watched it together. He's a good friend. He's local. And um, and if you read my article, you'll see how important Brian Bender was in releasing a lot of different news throughout the year. Um, that's why he got the Researcher of the Year Award at the International UFO Congress, if you're not aware. But you'll see it justified here. And if you go to the UFO Congress, you'll see a YouTube on it. But the point being, the point that I'm getting at is that um, uh, 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 I, that it didn't come up in the debate. Like we thought it would. No, it didn't. Hey, how come you're but unmuted? Because I got control. You broke um, the rules. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't agree to these beforehand. However, um, he was, though. Trump was asked that UFO question in some interview, was he, wasn't he? I, he was asked it a couple of times in a couple of interviews, including by uh, his son. But he kind of just said, oh, I don't think there's much to it, but the Navy's looking into it kind of thing is his what attitude. Do you mean, including his son. Is that, does that count as an interview if your child asks you a question? How weird is that, huh? His son interviewed him <laughs> and uh, Don Jr. and asked him about it. And he had this weird reply. He said, oh, yeah, well, you know, Roswell, uh, there's, I'm going to share, he's saying something about sharing information, but a lot of people thought he got confused. He didn't even mean to say <laughs> Roswell. He meant to say Area 51. Uh, so I don't know. It was, it was kind of weird. But um, those weren't in the debates. You know, people were right. hoping out of the one of the two debates. But if you looked at either, I watched both debates. There was no room for a question about UFOs. I mean, uh, first of all, it was hard enough to get any answer. Oh, yeah, uh, there was no policy. Through. I mean, the first one alone, it was just all, I mean, what was that? <laughs> but there's so many in topics, important topics right now. Yeah, and I'm exactly. sorry, guys. I just don't think UAP right now are. As important. Know, Things the survival that are of the human race. 
Yeah, people are dying and literally right now dying in droves as the, the virus spikes again um, in the winter here. So, you know, yeah, that thing. Dark winter. Didn't. It's going to be a dark winter. It's funny That's that cool. name. Uh, it's relatable, but it's true. Yeah. I like people using that because the more careful we are, you know, the numbers, if we're wearing masks, social distancing, we've got to do that right now. We just have to. But you know and where that comes from, right? That Game of a, Thrones, like, isn't it? But it was it was also a simulation, a smallpox simulation, I think from the 90s, where it was supposed to be the worst viral outbreak ever. That's the new current conspiracy going on, is why did he use that term, a dark winter? Um, but yes, it's probably coming out of Game of Thrones, or it's just the right word for, for you know, the context of what he was speaking in, but people have related it back to yeah, Google it dark winter. Mm. Some of these guys in the, in the group, you guys must know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I had to, I was, you know, I get into these weird, like, cons- I don't know, the, the weird conversations on Facebook. Sometimes <laughs> I don't want to say conspiracy, but there's a lot of conspiracy on Facebook. That I try to, to, uh, well, I just try to show them the other side or make sense out of some of the things that I'm talking about, like the Biden, the, the three, in the jar you heard this one too the three red banners on the e in biden the three red banners come from uh something from the i don't know chinese republic of the people socialism movement from the 1950s and that's what it's like if that was the case why would you put that in your logo you don't want people to think you're a socialist <laughs> like it just goes against sense uh yeah, yeah. so somebody said daryl said that that don jr interview was for father's day Batcher people says, why on, Why does the guy on the left hate me so much? Um, does that mean me? He thinks I'm not a hater. I'm a lover. I don't hate nobody. Do you hate anybody? Know. Do you um, hate him? Who? Batcher people too? Yeah. No. No. We're like, we're. I mean, we're pretty much like the same person as far as I'm concerned. Imagine if that was <laughs> me, actually. I have the other computer over here. and I'm, uh, No. I wouldn't Bats, be I think surprised. You know, bats are people too. Are, you're just part of the lifeblood of this show that keep us on task or on point or keep it interesting at the very least. So we appreciate your comments. Got there. Is bats are people too a reference to COVID? I think so. I was thinking uh, that in the beginning. I got that. Durr. Yeah, it wasn't the bat's fault that they were sick with the this bat stuff. was the victim. The only victim in all of this, the bat. Well, although the bats weren't wearing masks should they have been yeah or the person that the bats got the covid from should have been wearing a mask because the bats were doing fine on their own yeah that's true and they probably wouldn't mind less humans that's true that's true too all this is true folks we just you know we talk the hard talk here on the show and we're <laughs> yeah. we appreciate you tuning into this. I don't know what Getting it's turned into at this point. <laughs> yeah. Me either. All right. Well, let's kind of wrap this thing, babe. <laughs> Pangolins are people too. Pangolins are people. Oh, I'm an animal person. That's why I love wait till my article comes out. I don't know why it's not out East coast. It's already seven o'clock. So my article's not even coming out on the animal kingdom and uh but go to disney plus watch the animal kingdom check out the real right stuff or the right stuff the series is i need to yeah i need to check out the movie it's i i don't think i ever saw that the movie's great the television show on disney plus okay yeah i'm kind of too old for disney 
No, you're not. Six, Did six, you? six. You know the Disney logo thing? That was one of the things in the conversation this morning about Biden's logo. I was like, check it out. You can find whatever you want in any logo. And there's the 666 in the Disney logo. You ever seen that? Doug, uh, this cl- isn't you and your conspiracy stuff. I was I was I was just telling him it's not it's not real. I was trying to break it down. I was using examples. Hail Satan. Um <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. But there's really good stuff on Disney Plus, and National Geographic is on Disney Plus, and Star is Wars is on Disney Plus. See, I don't have Disney Plus, so I can just I don't have an educated opinion. I was just being a jerk. Snarky. Snarky. I'm going to go on Reddit and get real snarky now. Who is responsible for the phenomenon? That would be James Fox. So go to Den of Geek right now as we end this. If you didn't see my earlier interview with James Fox, go to the Den of Geek YouTube. (laughs) Watch my interview that I did this morning. You'll see the man responsible for the phenomenon. And yes, most important, like Benjamin Phillips is bringing up, when it comes to Disney+, Plus, extremely important vastly important Star Wars stuff on there, including the Mandalorian or as I call it, the baby Yoda show. Yoda. 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 B Y O A B A. Yoda. And Weird Al. He doesn't, the guy does not age. God bless Weird Al. I'm afraid to ask you this question, Doug. Yes. Have you watched The Mandalorian? No. I, I don't do well with stuff like that. It just I, I'm not mature enough is what it all comes down to. It's like sweat lodges. I'm not mature enough to do one of those nude. Not yet. I'm working on it, though. Well, I'll tell That's you this. <laughs> you can keep your clothes on okay. while you watch The Mandalorian. And you will still... Enjoy your. Well, take your clothes off then while you watch. You know, it. you've been care. right in the past too. That the what was it? The Cobra Kai. I was. I gave you. I was. I told you I wasn't going to watch that. I did, and I enjoyed it. So we usually agree. To, yes, it's true. Like you talking about Lodge Forty Nine. I was like, eh, but then I loved right. it. Right, exactly. So we kind of we we walk into these things hesitantly, but at the end of the day, we should probably just trust each other, and everything will be okay. And people don't, this is one thing people don't get is a baby Yoda is hilarious. It's just, he's got a subtle humor. It's kind of a, a dry British humor, humor. Ah. but there is some really good, funny stuff. There's, oh, there's no. moments. And then Renee is bringing Ahsoka is going to be on Mandalorian. Ahsoka is from the star Wars cartoons is star Wars. Um, uh, Clone Wars cartoons, which are freaking awesome and i love ahsoka so i'm really excited about that i'm a big fan of ahsoka i see i'm not really a star wars guy i'm more of a star trek guy so i got that going on okay well then uh <laughs> star trek. Oh, i thought the you were gonna terminate this conversation i was gonna get paused for a second muted the first episode of discovery aired this week oh right yeah that and i saw the preview really that that looked awesome. I will. And it reminded out. you when you were talking about the physics of space earlier, it reminded me of that show because there was something that really annoyed me that was kind of stupid. Oh. So uh, I can't remember her name right now. The lead character comes through a wormhole by herself. She's wearing this super suit, right? This suit mm-hmm. from the future comes through a wormhole 
and then runs into a spaceship. Space is so incredibly vast. That was absolutely running. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty stupid. But other than that, I'm not going to watch it. You just wrecked it. No, it's good. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Now you know you can look past that part. I guess it's tough though. All right, we're losing people now at this point. (laughs) Facebook people. So, all right, there we go. But there's some advice on some sci-fi that's going on that you guys need to check out. (laughs) Doug, you need to watch Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. The original Star Wars. Uh, I just had, and then I tried seeing the new ones back in what 2000. And that was like uh, Jaja yeah, Binks. I, right. You lost me with Jaja Binks. But I'm check sorry. out Mandalorian. I think you're going to like it. I'm pretty sure you are. I will only because you're telling me to, but it's uh, very different. Than I have a problem with Star cute Wars. things. I'm too punk rock for cute and wholesome. Well, so Yoda's the only cute thing. I love cute things. Um, but uh, Yoda, baby Yoda is the only cute thing. So if you don't like it, you can be like, ah, stupid baby Yoda. They still have some ugly okay. in there. Okay, good. This ugly is a new cute as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So Raised by Wolves is another interesting show that's on um, HBO Max. Oh, this is what's weird about it. So I've got HBO Max, but I got it through Hulu. Raised Same by here. Wolves yeah. is the, the new one by. Um, uh, the guy who does like the alien movies, Ridley Scott. Yeah. And, uh, and it's kind of similar and it's like these robots and stuff. It's really interesting, but unfortunately they didn't have it on the Hulu HBO max. I can only oh. get it online on HBO max. So I have to watch it on my computer. I'll but, check it yeah, out. That's that sounds... interesting too. And then Borat's new movie just came out today. <gasps> Borat. I got to go watch Borat. Borat I know. I agree today. Yeah. Today only what's going on three. So oh, oh really? Is that true? Yeah. Okay, tonight. Yeah. Streaming okay. for free today. On today only. That's good Let's of him. Go watch Borat. Is it about the money? Is it really about the money, folks? Yeah, not it's for Borat. Borat. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Anyways, thanks. Uh, are we signing off? Is that what's going on? Yeah, now? we're signing off. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's great to see all you your happy shiny faces. I'm not seeing any of your shiny faces. Your avatars, though. Uh, thanks for joining us once more. And thanks for allowing me to be part of the show once again, Alejandro. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Doug. And uh, thank you all for listening or watching. And until next time, adios. Adios. Chachos. (laughs) Ciao, chicos.